All right. Welcome to the Sharpening the Squares podcast. Late December, late in the college football season. I am Magoo, and with me is not Beer Murray. 80. <laughs> yeah, Beer 80. Yes. Uh, you were number 80 in uh, high school, right? That was your, yes. That was your football number? That's and you're drinking And you're drinking a beer while watching the Vikings and Packers. Yes, I am. <laughs> Wonderful. So, we've got a full slate. Of course, Baru is not here. He decided to sit out bowl season until the his Baylor Bearcats, I believe they are, play in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, last time I checked, Beer 80, that... Uh, it doesn't count for anything, the Sugar Bowl. It does. Kind of it, it feels a lot like the Auburn-UCF game a couple of years ago in uh, 2017, mm. where it just didn't mean a whole lot, uh, really, for either team. I, I think with the playoffs, the uh, New Year's Six Bowls have been really devalued. Well, now, so, UCF, UCF claims that they won the national title uh, instead of Bama that year, so that bowl had to have counted for something. Well... You know, I, I guess they got they got a letter from the senator or who or the governor saying they did, but uh, I, I don't think anybody's really giving them credit outside the state of Florida. Uh, dream in one hand, and uh, you know, whatever in the other. Uh, UCF. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they they beat an Auburn team without uh, its superstar Carry On Johnson. So, <laughs> well, and Auburn was just thrilled to be there. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure. So we've got a full bowl slate. We've uh, we've hit the home stretch of college football season. Uh, nothing left but some bowl games that nobody talks about, except the degenerates on here that talk about the gambling lines and uh, and the college football playoff, which we'll get to talk a little bit. Uh, I'm really upset that there's not more games on the bowl season games on around Christmas and Christmas Eve. Uh, because as you know, it'll be me and just a couple others, uh, up in Latvia. Um, and I don't know what we're really going to do with no bowl games. There's some NBA games on, but I want to play, I want to watch some terrible matchups like Pittsburgh and Eastern Michigan. Well, there is a Christmas Eve game this year. Um, you know, obviously they've never done a Christmas day bowl game that I can remember. Um, No, I feel like the NBA has has jurisdiction over they worked it out with college football they have jurisdiction over everything going on on christmas day yeah still give some options people good day to go to the movies see star wars or something oh that's not a bad idea actually not a bad idea i'm not sure i'll see star wars though that one uh that one's not getting the great reviews however but i don't understand why they don't they have all these games this saturday uh, they have a ton of games on Saturday. Why don't they just throw them on Christmas? I mean, come on. Well, like you said, it's oh. competing with the NBA, so. Yeah, and I don't. I guess these kids want to spend time with their families or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Oh well. So, what do you got as far as your favorite plays with uh, these? Let's call them the undercard of of the bowl season. Favorite plays in the undercard. Yeah, any of these bowl games pre-Saturday, which is, of course, the CFP uh, CFP playoff. 
Yeah, before Saturday, I I, I like the uh, I like the matchup of Oklahoma State and Texas A and M. Oh, on and, Friday. Yes, and uh, what I like in this is, uh, and and I guess that that's more of a better game, but I I like this game because uh, I think Texas A and M is coming into this game highly motivated, and I I think they'll really? they'll cover here. Yeah, I I, I think. We, we they're they've been a solid team all season and uh they're they're going to come in motivated and and beat Oklahoma State and easily cover the spread here. I think it's six and a half, is that right? Six and a half A&M is what I'm seeing. Yeah, I, I think they're they got a touchdown there. I know that sounds big, but I like it at six and a half. I'd, I'd be a little nervous at seven, but six and a half I like. Yeah, it's one of those, like, what do you think Oklahoma State would have gone playing A&M's schedule? I mean, they wouldn't be any better than 7-5. and five. No. In fact, they might have lost the uh, to one of the Mississippis, I suppose. And, yeah, that's about it. I mean, they, they probably would have lost all the rest. And, yeah, they might have lost to one of the Mississippis and gone 6-6. Six and six, So... A little deceiving with the, the records. This actually, Baru and I, if you've listened to the podcast, uh, Baru and I have this thing called the system play. This would fall into that where you have a team entering the top 25 at the end of the season, did the pokes. Um, they're getting, they're actually getting six and a half points to the unranked team. The unranked team's laying six and a half points. So mm. uh, I'm starring that one as a potential boat race uh, for the Aggies. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I've kind of uh, I've kind of uh, had a little bit of a crush on the Aggies this year, and uh, they've let me down. They've, they've covered a few games. They covered versus Georgia, but I picked them to at least win one of the Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, uh, probably not LSU by the time we got there, uh, matchups for the season. And they've let me down. They yeah. they didn't cover the spread versus Bama or LSU. Or uh, they got lucky to cover versus Clemson. And uh, they gave Georgia all they could. But covered the spread, but couldn't pull it out. Well, yeah, they. I think the Auburn game is what deflated them. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. they came into that game expecting to win mm-hmm. and just – thought that the 12th man was going to win the game for him and Auburn got up early and I think that really set the tone for the season just for them to have a mediocre year Mm, yeah well I uh I gotta say there's a couple games on here where I don't understand these lines but again these lines aren't meant to be I guess, analyzed because you don't know the motivation factors. But I don't understand why Miami's only laying five and a half versus Louisiana Tech. Unless they're yeah. just completely – the game's in Louisiana, I get it, but still. Well, uh, you know, Miami, what have they done this year? Uh, Louisiana Tech's going to be highly motivated. And that, that feels like a, tra- a trap, picking – everybody wants to pick Louisiana Tech here because they're the motivated team. And, and I would say let's stay away from that one. That that feels like a game where Louisiana Tech could come in and win since they're extremely motivated to play a big name. It just seems like an odd matchup with this Louisiana Tech-Miami. And it'd be a staple win for them. So, 
they're going to have a lot of fans there. In fact, they're going to have more fans in Miami. Yes. That's a, that's, that's a game that I, I would stay away from. Yeah, Louisiana Tech will probably have 60 fans. Miami will have 15 in the, in the <laughs> 75 people yeah. that show up for that game the yeah. day after Christmas. So, yeah, uh, yeah it, you're probably right. Stay away from that one. It's fishy. We don't like fishy lines, but in a vacuum, that's that seems like Miami would be favored by 14 in a vacuum. But obviously, Louisiana Tech's going to be way more motivated. I don't think Miami's circling a matchup versus Louisiana Tech is how they wanted to end their season. No. The other one and, I wanted to look at was – go ahead. Well, I was just saying, it, I was curious what the square play is here. Is this a square play pick Louisiana Tech? I think that well, so the sharp move at the the game opened at ten, so sharps grabbed the ten with Louisiana Tech, but, um, but looking right now at the percentages, Louisiana Tech is actually the sharp play. Been they're getting seventy eight percent of the money, sixty six percent of the bets. So I don't know what my notes say. Experts have been taking Miami big betters have been on the other side. Okay. You can't really, it's just, <laughs> it's all the motivation factor. Uh, maybe take this game live, uh, you know, depending on yeah. if it looks like Miami's going to make a, a play there. The other game I'm looking at, BYU, tomorrow's game, BYU is at Hawaii. I really just feel like the square play in this matchup is uh is oh let's bet the island team. Uh, it's a home game for Hawaii, but uh, oh, man, I've watched a lot of Hawaii football for some reason this year, and they're bad. Their defense is bad. The quarterback turns the ball over. I mean, how motivated is BYU? I don't know, but I don't think their home field means anything. There'll probably be 125 people at this game, so right. Uh, I kind of like BYU with a little bit. Uh, a lot. I would say a lot more talent than than Hawaii. I would agree. I mean, you know, think about going back to the BYU over Tennessee when they went into Tennessee and beat them. Um, they, they've got talent, and Tennessee turned out to be a average SEC team once they found their identity. You look at BYU; they also beat uh, USC, and that was a game where. You know, they they had the talent to beat USC. It wasn't a fluke game. Um, I think they got lazy on a couple other games, but this just, this feels like I, I, I would confidently say BYU is going to win this one. I think the reason why the line is so close is because it's a home game for Hawaii. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I don't see uh, – I always like it when uh, I feel like the better team is has a worse – has a worse record than than the uh, basically than the team that not really a favorite. It's just a pick 'em. Basically, is the line one and a half. But uh, when the line's that short, the squares usually tend to like the team that's got the better records. So it's kind of a trend that works at the end of the season, obviously. But I, I don't know for these Friday games. I have no feel for a lot of it. North Carolina Temple. Uh, Michigan State, Wake Forest, USC, Iowa. 
Man, that's I, a that's I an think, interesting game. <laughs> that, it's mildly that, interesting, right? Yeah, I just I'd be curious. Uh, the Holiday Bowl always has interesting matchups historically. Uh, just you know, teams that are typically big names that have had disappointing seasons. I feel like Texas has been quite a bit, but Texas Washington, the major Apple White return game. Yeah, so ninety nine. 99. Well, um, you know, and that one, I, I don't like – if I was picking a card on these, I, I don't like to pick USC, Iowa, or, or Michigan State, Wake Forest. Uh, that those those games seem to stay away. I, I would, however, I like Washington State and I like North Carolina. Uh, th- those are games I might put my money on. Yeah, UNC, Mac Brown might get him motivated if he's uh, worth his weight. That's another one where the the worst record team is uh, favored in that game. So throw a little capital on North Carolina Temple. Where is that? What is this bowl? Military the bowl. The mil- military bowl. Okay. Friday at 11 a.m. Man, I might have to take you up on that because <laughs> these games are so random. Yeah, uh, I tell you what I do like the bet that I like is is Louisiana Tech on on Thursday in Miami the under fifty. I think if you want to bet anything, just just bet the under in that game. Miami can't move the ball, and their defense should play pretty well versus Louisiana Tech. Seems a little bit high, fifty. Yeah, I you know at bowl games these bowl games seem to always have higher scores. I just. You look at even what we've seen so Be careful. far. I just I don't I I would I I don't know I I like I don't I don't like the over under on that one. <laughs> well, on to the Saturday slate. I'm probably going to end up betting it because you know it's one of the few bowl games on Thursday. One of the uh, we got three games on Saturday. There's actually uh, the Cotton Bowl. Actually, they're putting on 12:28 for the 11 a.m. game. Memphis and Penn State. Penn State's a seven-point favorite versus Memphis. I mean, there's no way you can take Memphis, right? No, that seems like a little low. I'm I'm shocked that the line hasn't moved. But um, I, it, I think it's probably motivation factor for Penn State. Memphis is way more jacked up to be there for sure. But Penn State was not expecting to be in the playoffs, you know, so I don't know that they're unmotivated. You know, I, it's going to be an interesting game. But I I think that Penn State should have seven. He's yeah, just, covered there. It's so interesting to me because my favorite thing to do in the regular season of college football is I love when the trenches, when, when one team can just – bulldoze over the other but it's a short line and that would be the case in a vacuum i would steam penn state we we uh we took advantage of that a couple times uh last year kind of iowa and middle tennessee state i laid 21 and a half with them uh and then that's what i was looking at with miami and louisiana tech like in the trenches i just don't see either like memphis or um Louisiana Tech getting any sort of pass rush. And then on the other side, uh, 
Miami's defensive line should uh, really get to these quarterbacks. So I don't know. It's uh, and, and especially Penn State. So it's really tough when they they bring in all these motivating factors in the in the line because otherwise these short. So I want to go back to 2015 to your point when Memphis was playing Auburn in uh, in the Birmingham Pizza Bowl, and no. Memphis I believe was nine and three or ten and two that year. Auburn was six and six, and they had they had three quarterbacks start for them that season. They ended up winning, beating Memphis thirty-one to ten, and it wasn't even close. And and Auburn had maybe two offensive touchdowns. They they blew Memphis out because they were just overwhelmed Memphis in the trenches. So that this feels like that kind of game to me. Even though Memphis also, is probably a little bit better, but. <laughs> But I don't know. Also, also, you know, it was one of the sexiest picks last year in the bowl game was Purdue versus Auburn. See, that made no sense to me. That you had two. We how many NFL players did Auburn lose last year? I mean, they had so much talent. That it made, how could you have picked anybody have picked Purdue there? Just Jarrett Stidham, and they just. You know, he's backing up Tom Brady right now. He's just too good, and he tore him apart. And then Darius Slayton, who's tearing up the NFL right now for the Giants, had four touchdowns and just ran yeah. by him. I mean, you know. Oh, hindsight. Hindsight is twenty twenty. It's just – but it's just, you know, Purdue was the – had beaten Ohio State that year. But at the end of the day, in the trenches, Auburn just did whatever they want, pushed them around and – I don't know. These these some of these games kind of look like that. Well, I I, I think I, I like that's why I like Penn State. This it just Memphis just doesn't seem that impressive. Too short of a line there. Yeah. Uh, definitely advantage motivation Memphis though. I'll just say I'll leave yeah. it at that. And then the Saturday slate, we'll uh, we'll talk about the the other games post Saturday next week, but. Uh, the big one, the ones that uh, actually count. Sorry, sorry to everybody. Sorry, Baru and your Baylor Bears and uh, Beer Eighty with uh, with the Auburn. What are they? The Bearcats? Sure, <laughs> <laughs> they've got about three different. They've got three different mascots, right? <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma LSU. I'm seeing some books with. It's at fourteen. Seems a little high. I mean, when you consider OU was favored by everybody by, you know, somewhere between 21 and 35 points all year long, and all of a sudden they're a 14-point dog. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, I know Oklahoma lost their defensive end, the starting defensive end, but I don't know. It's <laughs> it's something, but they've got some talent. I mean, the defensive end backup's probably talented, and – I don't know. The, Oklahoma is going to need more than just hey, one guy getting to the Joe Burrow to win this game. They need turnovers, and they just need to score with LSU. That's the way I see this game. What going. was the uh, final score of the LSU Texas game? Was it ten, nine, or ten points? Uh, Texas covered. 
LSU, Oklahoma won by, I believe. Uh, the LSU-Texas uh, LSU game. Oh, oh, oh. LSU covered by six. Or no, excuse six. me, they covered by, yeah, six. Okay. So, so they didn't they didn't they didn't cover actually depending on what number you got so the line closed at six and a half so if you got that you uh you lost if you bet laid the points to LSU and then if you got Texas plus six and a half you obviously covered. So I feel like this is a similar matchup uh, except it's not a home game. Um, LSU is the same LSU that played Texas. I I, I liked them at ten. Which is where it opened. Thirteen and a half feels a little strong, just because Oklahoma is highly motivated here. And uh, yeah, they get to be the big time dog. I, I just I don't see a two touchdown blowout for LSU. I mean, I go I go back to, to when they played Auburn. When LSU played yeah. Auburn, they, you know they just they're obviously the best team in college football right now, but they're, they can be stopped. So I, I don't know. I, 13 and a half feels an awful lot for this game. Yeah. It's one of those LSU's offense is so explosive that they can make a 14 point spread look really small, really quickly. Yeah. And yet but- at the same time, I try to pull Coles in LSU all year. Won the Auburn game. They uh, they easily could have lost that game. I thought Auburn uh, missed some opportunities. And then Texas, who turns out not to be a great team, they gave up a ton of points to them. They gave up a lot of points to Ole Miss. They gave up a lot of points to um, Vanderbilt. However, they've been playing really well. Their defense has been playing well for, you know, three weeks, call it. Do you think Joe Probably. Burrow has Heisman hangover in this game? Well, you know, there's a lot of uh, you know how I love all the all the jinxes and the the curses. Uh, Baru and I, uh, Baru uh, kind of rolls his eyes, but I love the curses. So the Heisman curse, of course, when Heisman winner Heisman winner loses in the playoff or the national title game, um, and then the curse of the number one seed. The number one seed has never won the college football playoff, so. That doesn't mean they can't get by Oklahoma, but 14 is a little bit strong. Uh, considering Oklahoma, uh, they should score. They should score in this game, right? They should. And that's what. Even with LSU's what, defense playing better. Yeah, I, I, I think Oklahoma. I think this is. What's the over under here on this game? 75 and a half. That feels right. That, that you know, and. and because this game could easily be 45 to 41 and it wouldn't shock anybody. So yeah, that's why, you know, I I could, I I almost like Oklahoma here at 13 and a half. I didn't like it at 10, but we'll see. That, That might be my pick of the week here. Oklahoma to co- Oklahoma to cover. Yeah. yeah. I like it, I, although I've been – it's not that I've been fading LSU all year. I just I try to pull Coles a little bit. They've given up some – their defense, I don't know it's just as great. I know they've shut down Texas A&M, but Texas A&M was exhausted versus Georgia. And then they shut down Georgia, but uh, 
I don't know what that really means. So did South Carolina also shut down Georgia. So I'm wondering if it's LSU's defense is all of a sudden great again or if it's they've just played anemic offenses the past couple weeks to get everybody off the, the scent. So I'm kind of with you. I think 14 is a good number to, to grab Oklahoma at, and I think I'll place the bet in the book that I see 14 here. The local, the local sports book here at Latvia. <laughs> All right, that, that was the appetizer. Now to the main course, the, uh, the big one, I would say. Clemson, Ohio State. Clemson is a two-point favorite with some money. Looks like it's moving towards Ohio State here. Uh, Ohio State, I can't really say they have revenge factor from their 31 nothing, just throttling the last time they met in this same stadium. Uh, I believe Clemson was the two seed in that case, and Ohio State was the three seed flipped. But uh, what do you see here with two? It's just a you know, it's basically a pick 'em. Knock on one, it probably is a one point game. But uh, well, I, I like Clemson's mm-hmm. defense to, to win this game. Uh, Justin Fields has he played a decent defense this year? <laughs> I mean, can you think of one good defense he's played? Rutgers. I mean, if you count <laughs> Rutgers, <laughs> Miami of Ohio, yeah. <laughs> Baru wouldn't lay that line. So that line was Ohio State by 39 and a half and Baru refused. I said, you know what? Let's just take Ohio State to lay 39 and a half. I mean, they're, they're going to put up 65, right? How many is Miami of Ohio yeah. going to score? But say la vie. Oh. We lost in that competition. I know what I'm betting here. I'm going to happiness tease the Ohio State Buckeyes with something to get over a touchdown, eight. It is worrisome because – and it's obvious why Vegas made the line Ohio State a two-point dog. I think they're way more worried about Clemson being teased, you know, if Ohio State were like a one-point favorite. And I think they feel better about Clemson blowing out Ohio State or at least winning by more than a touchdown. So they feel safer, you know, with all these people that probably tease. I mean, they're probably teasing LSU with Ohio State or maybe with the over-under or maybe with some other game. But I'm going to be with the squares and probably tease Ohio State just as a happiness edge. Just I can't bet my own team here, even though – I don't know. The lasting impression I had in that stadium was Clemson throttled them, and I don't know. Is this team? It's not going to be thirty-one and nothing, but Clemson, I trust until proven otherwise, and I trust Lawrence more than I do Fields. I, I agree. I mean, I just I, I think Clemson's got a good. De- I mean, they're loaded with defensive talent. I mean, nobody's sitting out. They're they're going to give Fields some problems. I, they're just they're, so. Venables is going to be not, not going to get he's not going to get beaten this game. No. And now, I, now, if you play LSU, that's a different story. But he, he's going to have him ready to beat Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State's going to score some points for sure. Uh, but I I don't think Chase Young, Chase Young, Chase Young. I keep hearing that, but you know he's one guy and. Lawrence is uh Lawrence is mobile back there. He's not a statue, so it's not like he can't move around if Chase Young. They'll definitely so Clemson usually brings the 
the tight end, J.C. Chalk, is just a blocking tight end, right? So he'll he'll help Jackson Carmen out blocking Chase Young on that outside. Uh, Young will not see single a single team all night, I'm pretty sure, because, uh, you know, they they bring in ETN and they have – so they, they almost – Clemson a lot of times brings in <coughs> seven players to block, and then they just run four routes out there with their receivers – or I should say three receivers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes ETN will run a route, but I kind of see that same thing happening. Just three receivers and a bunch of guys in the block to kind of neutralize their pass rush and Lawrence doing things with his feet. So I don't feel good that in the fact that I'm mildly confident, but Clemson is playing that underdog factor and I the only time they didn't play the underdog factor was uh, in New Orleans a couple years back when they got kind of they got handed they got it handed to them by Alabama as the one seed. Uh, again, curse of the one seed. Yeah, it, I, I think this is a game where Ohio State's going to have some adversity with some turnovers, and Clemson's just not going to give up the game. It just that it, that's what it feels like. I don't think Ohio State's had much adversity all year. You know, obviously the game they lost, but I'm sorry. They who did they almost they almost lost? Who did they almost lose to? Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, really, didn't really have a lot of scares. Wisconsin gave them a little bit of a scare, and then they pulled away at the end. Yeah, that's big, what I'm thinking. Big of. Ten, I think, was their probably their scariest game. Um, Clemson, of course, had its scare, but they do every year. So I don't know. Clemson's offense is clicking right now. It's it's just funny because our offensive coordinators they they kind of bring in the new playbook for, uh, or or I should say they bring out the good plays for these big games. They just kind of peak at the right moment. So we'll see. I I mean I'm a little nervous, but. You know, we've owned Ohio State for so long. Their fans are feeling really cocky about winning. I mean, Clemson's playing the underdog. Like, there's a lot of things, uh, factors that I like uh, going for us right here. Well, we'll see. It's going to be a, a wild weekend for sure. Are we uh, Are we talking about the any uh, New Year's Day bowls? We're going to save that for next week. I think we'll save it for next week. Just get through this weekend's bowls, basically. All right, what about um, – you want my lock of the week then? Yes, please. I think the listener has been listening for 30 minutes uh, waiting on this lock of yours. Uh, the lock of the week. <laughs> I, I like Notre Dame minus three and a half at, uh, at Iowa State here. Oh, at Iowa State's at home? Well, they're obviously Camping World Bowl. <laughs> it's in Florida. So. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is a game where – how how is this only a three and a half point spread here? I think it just goes into the the, the motivating factor factors, right? Iowa State's probably more motivated to be in this bowl than Notre Dame. I agree. In a vacuum, that line's too low. I mean, it just it, you know it started at five and a half, which. I might have taken that, but at three and a half, I mean, I would take that in a heartbeat. 
So, so um, just a, a quick low. recap. All right, so, we'll, we'll go. So, I ride. I ride anybody that says it's a lock. So I think we had picked eight, seven, eight games. <laughs> it looks like we. Well, you and I disagreed on maybe Ohio State, Clemson, uh, but I, I had said uh, I like Oklahoma, Clemson, Notre Dame, Penn State, uh, Texas A&M, North Carolina, and that was that's seven. So, oh, uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I I lean Clemson, and I think it'll be a higher scoring game than people think. I think Ohio State could definitely put up twenty eight. You know, but Clemson's. I, I don't see their defense just shutting down Clemson, uh, given how well it's playing and how well Trevor's playing. So. Uh, I think we're on the same page in that. I like the Miami Louisiana Tech under. Yeah, I'll go with you on that one. I, I, you've talked me into that one. Yeah, that's uh, a bad offense combined with a, you know, good defense, five-star defense on the other side, stopping Louisiana Tech. Don't see, unless it's just a complete lay down by everybody, not wanting to be in that bowl. <laughs> yeah. All well, right, um, lock of the week. Have, have you heard we, it here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did did we, you guys already talk about uh, what a great week we had when I was on as a guest the first time? Yeah, don't let the uh, production value of this pod fool you. We went like eight and one uh, from our last from the last time Beer Eighty came on, and uh, <laughs> basically just. Wiped the slate clean. I think there was only one game we were on opposite sides, and I I think you ended up uh, losing. What was was that conference championship week, or was that uh, no no that was that week? was rival that was rivalry week. Um, That's right, it was rival the week before. No, I, I don't remember. I don't remember missing one. Um, you, it, we had thought oh, we I had did. missed. No, we I thought, did. We we thought yeah. we had missed Vanderbilt and Vanderbilt. No, no, I I had. Uh, I think I had was that A and M LSU? I think it was, and I liked A and M that week, and you you warned me off of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I remember uh, Vanderbilt was one that you were trying to tell me was a garbage team, and they ended up covering. Yeah. So I just couldn't <laughs> trust it. We get, if you listen, if you listen, Bruno, I get scared off by. It. Some pretty bad teams, and we shouldn't be. We'll try to change that next year. Well, but, it'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see how we do this week. Um, hopefully, we made everybody money that week to buy some presents for Christmas. Surely we did. And, and this week, we think so. I'm, I'm going to lean Miami, take the under in Miami, Louisiana Tech, take BYU, minus one and a half. I like take BYU. Tech- Take Texas A&M, lay the six and a half. Notre Dame, lay the three and a half. I like Iowa. Uh, you don't like betting this game at all. Nope. Uh, you like Washington State. I did. I don't mind that one. Uh, and Penn State, lay the seven and a half. So we're laying a lot of favorites here. But uh, take OU, plus 14, and take – unless you're a Clemson fan, take Clemson minus two and a half. Otherwise – Tease Ohio State with the happiness hedge. Clemson wins, but they only win by seven. Yeah, that's that seems like a smart play there. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Well, that's all I got. I'm going to pack up to meet the folks in Latvia. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. All right. We will talk to you next week. Okay. Looking forward to it.